All right, there. I got a question for y'all. So, we talk about a significant other, okay? A spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, somebody that you live with for 50 years and never get married to, whatever. But it seems to me that all too often today, number one, people are afraid to get married. Now, I was talking to a relative of mine, and she got married a few years ago, and she said that uh, her her husband uh, never did want to get married because he never wanted to get a divorce and just be a statistic, because statistically, your your uh, chances of staying married are slimmer and slimmer. So, like my wife and I crossed the 20-year anniversary mark a couple of couple of weeks ago and so what I when she said that when she said well he didn't just want to be a statistic I said to her I said well then he needed to stop treating his relationships like a number because statistics are numbers so when y'all are or you know thinking about this or that or whatever my advice is remember on on John Wayne in, in Chisholm when Pat Garrett's talking to John Wayne's uh, niece named Sally and he tells her that that uh, when Sally says I think that John Chisholm and Billy the Kid Billy Bonnie are have are a lot have a lot in common. Pat Garrett says, not any important things. Now, Pat Garrett fell in love with, with Miss Sally the second he saw her. Not on, on the movie, okay, this is all, whatever, but, but he fell in love with her the minute he saw her. And he loved her enough that he was willing to wait out his, to her infatuation with with this young man that was kind of a renegade, okay? He, he loved her that much. And what he told her was, when she said, I think in a, in a way they're a lot, you know, in some ways they're a lot of high, have a lot in common. He says, not any important things. And he tells her that there's a difference between love and infatuation. So, you know, you young people or, or even maybe you people that's been married for a while that are questioning your relationship or whatever. Uh, again, this is just, you know, my thoughts, my bullshit, so you take it for whatever it's worth. But remember, there's a difference between love and infatuation. And I think a lot of people anymore, they get together and they're infatuated with one another, but, but they've never really thought about the long haul of, of love. Okay? They've never really thought about you know, what happens when life gets real? What happens, um, you know, when hard times come? Is this person going to stick with me? Are they got the grit to knuckle down and, and make chicken soup out of chicken feathers? Okay, that that's the real stuff. Okay, and, and then y'all got to remember this. If you can see yourself, if you can see 
you know, not not due to death or, or whatever, but if you can see yourself living peacefully and happily, moving forward without that other person while they're still on this earth. Okay, now, okay, like a month ago, my niece, uh, her fiancé, fell off of the roof of a house and broke his neck and killed him instantly. Okay, so, so it's hard for her to really see, and, and I don't know. I'm not here to judge or tell her she needs to move on or whatever. I, that's not my call, okay? So so I'm not going to tell somebody else how to feel. But sadly enough, it's going to be really hard for the next guy who comes into her life to measure up. Um, hopefully she doesn't hold the first guy that died ahead of the other guy all the time, but again, it ain't my place to tell her how to feel. But those of you that are married or are with a significant other that are thinking about popping the question or going through with this lifelong commitment, like my friend Sean Musselman says, I'm a goose and I make for life. You know, it's a very, very honorable statement right there. So those of you that are that are in that position, if you're thinking about, hey, the infatuation's worn off, I'm sick of this person, and you're looking at somebody else, are you infatuated? Maybe that's your personality. You have a personality that's easily infatuated. But, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, there, there isn't, I mean, man, my wife had many good times, and I believe that we're here on this earth to be uh, with one another. But there's, you know, there's times that we both went, fuck it, we're done. You know, we're going to split up. And then we never do, but we think about it. And when I, when I, those, those few times that's happened, when you stop and think about it, you have to, I, I, I look at it and the thoughts of my life without her in it make me sick. Literally make me sick. Okay? And then you gotta think about this. Like, let's pretend that, that you, uh, you're married and, and you've been thinking about somebody else that's married, and you both got kids, and and now you're you're thinking about you know split sheets with the one you're with, and maybe tying the knot with with somebody you're infatuated with. How's that going to affect their kids? You know, are you willing to let their kids see you making coffee in your underwear in, in the morning early? You know, um, and and think about the lives that alters. So, you know, I'm not saying that that there's that divorce is totally never ever necessary because at certain times it is but but I mean, usually most of the most of the stresses and cases really do boil down to money um, and uh, I know that a lot of people on their divorces when they what's the cause of divorce you know some's infidelity whatever and then some a lot of people just put ir irreconcilable differences they just don't get along and if that's the case, and you can easily see yourself without that person in your life, these are the things you should have thought of before you married. These are the things that you should have thought of, you know, because, yeah, I mean, if something happened to your spouse, maybe you'd move on. Maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. I know a few people that have had their spouse die earlier than what they were maybe supposed to, and they never remarried because they just couldn't see themselves with anybody else. So that's, you know, whatever. 
I'm not saying that's honorable or dishonorable. I don't know. That's all a personal deal. So, because I, I really can't tell anybody else how to feel. So, anyways, y'all do that whatever you want. But I'm just telling you that, you know, if before you take that plunge to get in the commitment, to get in the relationship, why the good and the bad? And then... You know, it's, it's, and, and everything's about how you see it. Okay. Before you get married to somebody, all you can see is the good. If you sat down with, with young people and you said, hey, you're about to get married. Have you weighed this out? Well, yeah, I have. Well, do you like this person? Oh, yeah. Do you love them? Oh, you bet. What don't you like about them? And they probably couldn't tell you nothing. But if you sat down with them after a year or two or six months or ten years or whatever, and they're thinking about getting out, Say, well, do you like this person? I don't know. Do you love them? I don't know. Do you, you know, what do you like about it? And they're going to have very, very minimal things to say. What do you hate about it? They're going to have a long list of things to say because it's all in how they view it. Now, people do change, okay? Some people change for the better. Some people change for the worse. Sometimes certain circumstances bring out the best in others and bring out the worst in others in the same circumstance. So, you know, kind of in my opinion, um, I think obviously for me anyways, it's easy to love your children, but no matter how much you love them, in my opinion, the person you're married to should always take precedence even to your children. Unless, you know, there's you know, like, like child molestation going on. Okay, that's when you probably should side with your children over your spouse or your your children over your brother or whatever. But, but uh, you know, sometimes those things happen. And it's sad. But, but for the most part, I think you need to stick with your spouse even over and above your kids. If you want your kids to have a good life, show them what it's like to stick it out with the spouse. And then you can go ahead and, and uh, make that decision, you know, because what's going to happen is when you stick it out with your spouse and you show your kids how to stick it out with the spouse, then eventually when their hard times come, all they can remember is mom and dad sticking it out. Is it good to fight in front of your kids? Probably not. But at the same time, I don't think it's good to hide everything from them, especially after they become a certain age. So it seems to me like I see people all the time that, let's say their mom and dad, they remember fighting all the time when they grew up. And then eventually the mom and dad got divorced, divorce. And then the children remember, mom and dad used to fight all the time. Then they split up and they quit fighting moved on on somebody else that's how you do it if you fight you just split up and you get happy but 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 you're really not happy so maybe the fighting with that person stopped but generally those type of people fight with everybody see what I'm saying so like for me there's times that, I mean you know the thought crosses your mind well 
well, what, what if something happened to my wife? You know, what, what would I do then? What if something happened to her? And that thought crosses my mind. And, and I remember one day I thought, you know, would, would I replace her? Who would I replace her with? And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought, you know, I don't know that I could really replace her with anybody. I don't know that anybody would be happy with me because I would always hold my wife above them. And I've been married for 20 years, and I'm 43 years old. So it's, you know, a little, little bit more feet set to concrete on this deal. And, and I, I just, there's no way I can see my life without her in it. Now, you know, if something happened to me or something happened to her, I guess the other one would have to eventually move on or learn how to live without them. But if, if I have a choice, my choice is going to be not to live without them. So you need to think about that. Really, really think about it. Don't let your emotions screw your life up. You know, I mean, think about it. Really think about it. I know of a guy that's been married multiple times, and, and he's like damn near 70 years old, and and uh, last I heard, he was thinking about leaving his wife again. And when he, when he you know, he was planning the attack, okay, this guy's pretty well-to-do, and been married and divorced several times, I thought, good God for David, man, how, how, uh, how would you like to be down near 70 and, and fixing to start over in life. You know, when I stop and I look around me, I look at my home and my ranch and my barn and my arena and everything that I have and how hard I work to get it, the last thing I want to do is leave it for some other dude to just come in there and enjoy it and enjoy my life, number one. And number two, I don't want to start over. And I look at what we built together and I don't want to start over without her. So, you know, if we have a disagreement over something, I choose to stay with you. And you're going to have disagreements. Let me spare you a lot of suspense, those of you that are young and unmarried or thinking about getting married. You will not find a perfect person, okay? Ain't going to happen. What you do need to find is somebody that's perfect for you. And that person that's perfect for you is going to make mistakes. That person that's perfect for you is going to, to screw up or piss you off or aggravate you. And you're going to have to learn to forgive them. And then you're going to have to learn to forgive yourself. And they're going to have to learn to forgive you. If you can't forgive them, then you're going to have a long, miserable you know, it says so in the Bible that if Jesus Christ can forgive all of us for our sins and love us, we need to forgive our fellow man, our spouses, our friends, our neighbors, family. We need to forgive them or those sins lie upon our shoulders. We cannot forgive them for that. Those sins lie upon our shoulders. And, I, you know, that, that's pretty heavy. So... You know, don't. And, and if, if, if you're fixing to take the plunge, but you can't see yourself with that person and only that person, and you know that there's options, you should probably not get married. 
should probably not take that plunge. You get what I'm saying? So slow down. If you see things getting heated and you're not really sure if you want to go through with being this person with this person forever, back it off. Tell them that. See somebody else. Do that. You know what I mean? Take a step back. Because a lot of times, in my opinion, what we have is, is in this day and age, and have done for years, we might see a, a young woman or a young man infatuated with the other, or maybe in love with the other. And the one's just kind of rolling with it, but and they don't know how to say no. They really don't. And then, and then about the time they decide, I don't want to be with this person anymore. Let them have any more sand out of my eyeglass. It's too late. And then you end up screwing shit up. Maybe you get a kid involved and it screws other lives. So think it through. You know, think it through. And just because somebody else's is maybe tempting you to, you know, violate your marital vows doesn't mean that you have to pay attention to what they say and do what they say and go on with that. You know, everybody's going to be tempted with that one time or another in their marriage. And, and uh, you know, so that doesn't mean, holy crap, somebody else is coming to my life and they love me more because they're all, that person just infatuated with you. And that's kind of how the devil works, you know. And, you know, I know of people that have, you know, had that problem and made that mistake and they weren't very happy and they fixed it and went on to have a good marriage. But, you know, I, I just think people don't think things through enough. Too many young ladies are so infatuated with with uh, the big fancy wedding. Let me tell you something, girls. If you love him and you want to be with him forever, you won't give a shit where you get married. You just want to get married to and spend the rest of your life. You don't care if all the people are there, nobody's there. You don't care about the cake. You don't care about the dress. You don't care about the chapel. You don't care about the honeymoon. You just want to get married to him. Then you're in love. You see, all too often, young men and young women, you know, the guy, he just... Maybe he's just horny or whatever, and he just wants to get married. But I don't know if y'all can understand where I'm going with this. Maybe some of you can, some of you can't. Sometimes I think that I don't explain myself well enough, and sometimes I look back on it and go, holy shit, I treated that person like a retard. I understood what I was saying. I just keep that one on. So young men keep that in mind that if, if she's going to be a, what do you call it, a bridezilla, maybe, maybe go the other way. If she loves you, she don't give a shit. Now, on the other hand, go ahead and give her a nice ring. And, you know, I give my wife a hundred dollar gold band. That's all I could afford, and that's all she wanted. We didn't have a wedding. We just got like got married in front of a local preacher. Had a couple of buddies for witnesses. I don't know if you call that eloping or whatever. We just want to get married. We're still married. My brother got married a month before me to a woman who had to have everything perfect, had to have everything exactly the way she wanted at a big breakfast on the wedding day, a big lunch on the wedding day, a big fancy cake, a reception, the whole nine yards. 
five years later, they were divorced. So, I'm not trying to say, and I know people that have had big fancy weddings and everybody was there and involved and, and uh, they have had happy marriages for 30, 40 years. So, just do with that whatever you want. But before you take that plunge, before you get your pride in the way and cannot, uh, don't think that, you, you know, that, that's a really good time to go back on your word. When you tell your spouse that you're leaving, that you're out, that you're never going to spend time with them again, and you're fixing to load your shit up and pull out the driveway, and you're just waiting for them to say, hey, never mind. That's a really, really good time to go back on your word and just stop yourself and say, look, let's figure this out. You know, like I say, very, then there are times that, that uh, splitting up is necessary, but not very often. And I'm going to tell you something. If you got money problems with your spouse that you have now, you're going to have money problems with the next spouse and the next spouse and the next spouse. Because you got to learn to control that yourself. Okay? So, you do whatever you want with that, but, uh, I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking about it. I've seen some cases, you know, one of my best friends, his mom and dad got divorced when we were little kids, and to this very day, now that one of them is remarried, and it's been 30-some years since then, and I've always looked at it and thought, why didn't them two get back together? You know, this is in a Matthew McConaughey's book, and he said that his parents got divorced twice and married three times. To each other. To each other. And I thought, okay, there's a couple people that screwed something up and then eventually realized it and got back together. So, good deal. Anyways, if you want to know how to find somebody to make a marriage last with, find somebody that you can look at the good and the bad and realize that you cannot live without it. And then don't live without it. It's worked for me. Anyways, this is Scott Hume from somewhere in the plains of Texas. Have a good one, folks.